Hi everybody, I'm Michael Goodman with Artmatcher, the mobile app connecting art lovers, artists, galleries, art fairs, and art events. While we continue to build a great experience, we'll be talking art with some of the industry's most interesting and knowledgeable people. Whether you're an art aficionado or this is all new to you, we'll be here to provide valuable insight and hilarious good stories. Hope you enjoy our chat today and check out Artmatcher in the Apple App Store and Google Play. Hello, everyone. This is Riley Clark, Head of Partnerships at Artmatcher. I'm here with Tatiana Mori, the Executive Director at the Greenwich Arts Council here on the Artmatcher podcast. Tatiana, how are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. It's it was um, we had a lot of fun with you during Art Basel Miami Beach, getting great Peruvian food and drank, meeting lots of great street artists. I think art, art, and and food kind of go side by side, to my opinion. Well, that was a real um, living with art, art and life kind of a kind of an evening. We we enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> um, so first things first, the art mature audience would love to learn about you, your bio, your work uh, as executive director at the Greenwich Arts Council in Greenwich, Connecticut. It's a really interesting line of nonprofit work, and we'd love to learn more. So I am the executive director of the Greenwich Arts Council. I actually came to Greenwich about 25 years ago. I moved from Philadelphia to um, Connecticut and I landed in this town of Greenwich, Connecticut. And I was just finishing my internship at school at the University of Connecticut. And one of my professors said, you know, there's a place called the Greenwich Arts Council and they're looking for an intern. And I think I think you will enjoy very much the position and the work there, why don't you go and visit them? And that was pretty much 22 years ago. I started as an intern right out of college and about six years, almost six years ago, or just about became the executive director. So I started working in the gallery as a gallery assistant, then became the curator of the gallery, which it was pretty much what I adore doing for the last 15 years of my life. So being an executive director, it kind of you have to change a little bit of the role. So there is a lot of creative side of it, but also the responsibility of kind of having the vision of the organization move forward um, as you go. So pandemic was not easy to get through. However, we did learn a lot. We learned to adjust and to be able to kind of carry on our mission. It's just a slightly different than the way we had done in the past prior pandemic. Yeah, well, why don't we why don't we talk about that a little bit? Why don't we talk about how the pandemic affected your work, how you adjusted, uh, and what's different now, um, kind of following uh, the pandemic? So mainly the so the Greenwich Arts Council serves as the umbrella arts organization for the town of Greenwich. So we we have an array of tenants, I will call it, because we run an, an art center right in the middle on the district on the downtown district of the town of Greenwich. So when pandemic came, it wasn't just about us uh, not being able to operate, but it was the many organizations that we were basically responsible for, and they were in our building. So all of a sudden, you were looking at three months, four months, and that became a year, and then became into two years. So we all somehow had to adjust. We we allowed to a certain extent our tenants. We were able to create funding so they wouldn't have to pay full rent. For a period of time, uh, we were able to accommodate every space we had so everybody had social distance. So we even turned the dining room 
into yoga spaces if we had to. So we basically, everybody pretty much cooperated, but somehow when we reopened September uh, 2021, we kind of knew that things had to be different, that we had to somehow keep the same spirits that we did throughout the pandemic in order to be successful. But we have adapted to the new ways of not being so kind of strict about renting. And, you know, some dancers, sometimes they will show up, they will not show up. So you have to kind of now adapt to the new way of maybe tomorrow you're doing okay, but then the town will send your communication that the spike is up and you have to close down. So people have adjusted to that thinking and they don't seem to mind because it's the way they're happy to be back in person. And we just resumed our all in-class person, believe it or not, last October. So it took a while even after reopening. But people seem to be less fearful. We were having more and more concerts and we do a lot of classical music concerts. We do theater plays and they all seem to be kind of coming back to almost, I will say, pre-pandemic numbers. Yeah. And whether it's um, resiliency during something like COVID, digital strategies, or just bridging the digital and the physical more broadly, that's obviously something we're very big on here at Art Matcher. And for those of you who are in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, you can definitely check out Tatiana's work at the Greenwich Arts Council. And for those of you who aren't, you can see her last exhibition, We Are Golden, on the Art Matcher app. Uh, now, before we talk about the future, I'd love to talk a bit about the past. Tatiana, I'd love to talk about this um, We Are Golden exhibition and some of the work you've done in the past, uh, some of which uh, can be found on the Art Matcher app. So the We Are Golden, Golden uh, Golden 305 is an artist from Miami who we met about just before the year before pandemic. And we had this crazy idea that why don't we just bring the show to Miami? And we thought, well, we don't know if it's going to be possible. But I thought maybe color is what we needed. And somehow we were planning for the show and then pandemic came. So obviously we had to put everything on hold to an extent that we thought, eh, maybe it's not going to happen. But he did. So Golden made his way to actually he drove the artwork from Miami into Connecticut and we had a wonderful people really responded to it because it just it's so filled with color and i think it's one of it, it was our first exhibit after pandemic that we were able to kind of have a a full opening and people were coming back and they were happy just to see kind of have a little bit of that warmth that miami always has um here in connecticut so it was very well received we were able to have the schools back as well so we're very glad and the, the exhibition came to an end uh this past weekend so we were able to see golden again and he drove the artwork back to miami so that's great that's great and you love to have um kind of a happy working relationship with an artist like that speaking of which i know um in one part of your life, you work as executive director at the Greenwich Arts Council. And I know in another part of your life, you uh, work with and manage the work of um, Sentu, um, kind of your your partner in crime. We'd love to hear about that relationship, his work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Sentu and I have been working together now for about three years. And so he's a, a, a known graffiti artist from... I will say 1986, a little bit outwards, he was a part of a member of the Tats crew, um, original graffiti team or crew. Um, and part of me, because my, my graffiti knowledge kind of has a limitation, but I've been trying to be kind of more and more learning into it. And you kind of go as you go along, like 
I studied classical art and worked on paper. So when graffiti came into my life, it's been kind of like, whoa, that's a whole different um, ballgame. But Sentu is one of those artists that um, you lo- you love working for him because the every day is an adventure. And he is very disciplined. He is very committed to his work. And it's something that is really remarkable to see. And as he's kind of like you call it here, partner in crime, sometimes it's a little bit difficult because I manage also a nonprofit. So I try to advise and consult, but ultimate is his decision where in the nonprofit side, it's kind of my decision. So with him, I'm always fearful to give an opinion because I don't want it to be, oh, she told me so, but he, he, he's been doing it for a long time. So it's, it's remarkable the things that he accomplished with, you know, you, you would think sometimes it's a team, but it's really only couple people managing that. Yeah, you're right. It's a really impressive output, um, both of work, but also of exhibitions, showings. Um, he's everywhere. He'll actually be at the LA Art Show, which is coming up um, in February. Uh, Art Matcher will also be at the LA Art Show working with Michael Goodman at MRG Fine Arts. Um, keep your eyes out for the booth there. Um, and see Sentu's work as well. It's got a lot of personality. Yes. And you're right. Um, he's so committed to his work. I'd love to just talk more about his practice, um, kind of the physical nature of his work, but also the stories and the storytelling. He's um, it's quite the character. It's quite a character. So I think a lot of every artist has a different personality. And I've been very blessed and lucky that in all these years of experience, I have worked with some of the most incredible and talented artists in the world. Um, one of the things that sort of, you know, makes it hard because he is my partner in, in, in crime. But at the same time, I try to kind of separate the business from the personal. And on the business side, he's an incredible, incredible businessman. And, you know, he is who he is. There is sometimes I admire his no filter quality. Lately, they've been saying, oh, he has a filter now. It's called Tatiana. But it's really it's really not because I, I like the way he conducts himself because I feel like if we we'll be surrounded of more artists like him. The art, I mean, it's a whole different conversation, but I think the art tends to be a little bit kind of, um, I don't have the right world, but it's sometimes we just let too many things, too many wrong things happen. But if we will have more artists that are more committed and, you know, ethics plays a big role in the arts. And I feel that after COVID, after pandemic, we lack of that more and more. You don't see that transparency that you used to see before. All of a sudden, there's 50 million artists. You know, how do you how do you go and sort through the whole? Um, you know, I think that's where it comes to character. You want to work with someone who's disciplined, who's going to turn the work on time, who's going to tell you, listen, I'm going to have it done for you and it's going to be shipped and it's going to be great and it's, everything is going to be on your hands when I tell you it's going to be. We don't have that anymore. And maybe some people do, maybe, but it's, it's more and more difficult to, to get that. So from him, I do admire working for him because he just, his discipline and commitment to his work, it's not something you see every day or, you know, around much. Yeah, you're right. It's so rare. And for artists, it's so important to be um, easy to work with, really, and to be um, a professional about it. And he really is a consummate professional. So I see that about him. I appreciate that about him. Well, and it's just fascinating to me how you navigate these uh, these two worlds, you know, kind of get the best of both worlds, um, you know, moving between the nonprofit space and kind of a professional like um, artist's practice. Uh, to return to the Greenwich Arts Council, I know that you have something really exciting coming up with the 50th 
um, anniversary. I'd love to hear about that project. Yeah, so it's, this year marks the uh, 50th year anniversary of the creation of the Greenwich Arts Council. Um, back in the day, you know, it was it was created and funded on a tiny little place above the Greenwich Library, which is our library in town. And from then on has grown to be this incredible um, art center right um, on the downtown district of, of Greenwich. So we are celebrating the 50, the women that created it, the legacy that they established and how now with our music our new vision to the future, um, we are going to be able to celebrate that. We will have a member exhibition to celebrate that. And, and at one point we thought about what will the exhibition look like if it's our 50th anniversary? Should we go back to the 50 people we had, uh, or the 50 years worth of artists that, or art that we had? And in the end, we just basically thought to complement it, we are creating an exhibition that basically we're asking artists to look deep down what happened to them in the last two years what did they create in the time of, you know, despair or darkness of or what, what the pandemic did to you for your, in terms of your creativity? So we're looking at that. We're having submissions and an exhibition will be taking place in, in May just to celebrate and, and commemorate the anniversary of the Arts Council. I think that's fantastic. And we spoke a bit about um, the original founding uh, women involved and kind of the scrappiness there and thinking about... Uh, the model that they serve for the founders of um, today, you know, creating the arts institutions of tomorrow. Uh, for everyone thinking about attending this in May, uh, I'd love to just talk more about that, that founding group of kind of visionary women and the model that they serve for others um, leading arts institutions today. Um, well, it was basically out of the need of of trying to find a space where members of the community can gather and and basically rehearse, practice, or create um, a form or a type of art. So for them, it was when they started, I don't think they envisioned what it is has become today. And it's not just me, my doing. It's it's all the women that came before me to have created now this incredible place, safe place for all ages. Um, we even have added um, classes on the weekends for children who normally are not able to find classes. We have a, a new class for children with autism. So we have, you know, dance and performance. And so I think moving towards the future is for us to carry on and keep developing, but listening to our community for the needs, because they're basically there. We just have to kind of be listening carefully what they want um, and adapt and adjust so the future can be brighter for all of us. I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. Well, I have one um, kind of off-the-wall question to close out here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Art Matcher audience, we're really interested in finding new artists, finding new people who we can resonate with. Uh, I'd love to get a sense of, you know, some of your favorite art, favorite artists these days. Obviously, we have Sentu. I'm thinking about our dinner uh, in Miami with Desic Fernandez and this. Like, we have so many really talented artists and I'd love to hear who's on the top of your list right now. Who's on the top of your mind? Um, so basically, I loved, um, I know this might sound crazy, but I do love Jayoyo Kusama. I love her work. I love what she represents. I love the struggle that she had throughout her life to be able to be who she, she is and to have her work to be where it is. And it should have been a long time ago, but 
the way it's just exploding lately. Um, I love Joseph Albers. I'm a big fan of um, color theory. So all the artists, um, but those are my two kind of top artists that I love installation-wise and color-wise. Well, that's perfect. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, thank you again for your time today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Art Matcher podcast. We had an interesting discussion, a great time, and we hope you did too. Please tune in for next week's episode and like, share, and follow. For more information about the app, you can check out our website at artmatcher.com or look us up on social. Stay safe and be artful.